0: Hello again, and welcome to this lovely episode of Chatting with the Light Keeper. I'm Edward, and today there's something that's kind of been on my mind, and it's been rolling around, and so I thought that we would talk about it, and I would get it out of my mind and and, uh, maybe on your mind. Um, It's not bad. Um, It's just, it's one of those things, there's the old adage in marketing, that sex sells, and i i think we all know this i mean you never see ordinary looking people standing next to a new car in a tv ad or you you know very rarely see what i would think of as normal people um with ads for cosmetics whether it's stuff for men or stuff for women i mean you never i can't recall seeing you know a guy with a dad bod doing a um body wash commercial. You know, it's always Biff the bodybuilder or, you know, uh, somebody who's built like they're a pro athlete. Um, and yeah, I think we all know how that works. And so in the lifestyle here, it's it's no different. Um, sex sells. Um, and there is the kinky coitus aspect of DS. And um, and that does draw people and if somebody is here in DS because they enjoy uh the kinky fun there is nothing wrong with that they are more than welcome under the you know under the lifestyle umbrella um it's fantastic that that they're here um but there you know there is a difference between being a dominant and being <clears throat> being a top and for me that difference is a top is somebody who is by taking that role and expressing that that's their role, they are saying that they enjoy the dominant role when it comes to play. Now, outside of playtime, you know, it's it, they may be in the lifestyle, may be curious about it, or they may not give a rat's butt about the rest of what people would say constitutes a DS relationship. They just enjoy the role of being dominant in the bedroom. And, of course, bottom is the complete opposite of that. Um, You know, they enjoy the submissive side of things when it's playtime. And outside of that, they could be involved in the lifestyle or, you know, they could just be there for that. And once again, there is nothing wrong with that. But, um, you know, sex does does sell and sex is a draw for people to come to the lifestyle. And yeah, I think we need to, we need to take this on maybe head on. Um, You also should know that I am doing this a bit different. Normally I am Mr. Preparer when it comes to one of these podcasts. Maybe it doesn't sound like that to you at home, but I have normally have notes and I have my computer screen up and and my little notes that I can scroll through so I know right where I am while I'm chatting. And today there there is no notes. I am just, just winging it, going off of some thoughts that are in my head that have been percolating. I just sat down and thought I would start talking, and we'll see what comes out. So I want to ask for a little bit of your grace um, as we go through this, because yeah, I have no notes. I just have my brain, which is, well, it's my brain and it's unique. And so we'll go, we'll leave it at that. We won't try and diagnose anything too much into it. But so sex cells and research shows that when people come to Explore DS, uh, the vast majority, and it's over 70%, do come with the idea that The sexual side of things is something that they want to explore. And the same research has shown over time that as people stay in the lifestyle, grow in the lifestyle, that that number falls. So that by the time you are down to somebody who's been around the lifestyle for three to four years, the uh, bow chicka wow wow side of things is not nearly as important to them. Now, even for those who have been involved in the lifestyle for quite a while, you do have roughly 50% of people that it's something that's still very important to them. Does that mean that they're involved in the lifestyle just for for that? No, it it can just mean that they know that they are a sexual creature and they are not afraid to express that, share that, Um, and that's a wonderful thing because many people are very sexual, and that should be embraced. They shouldn't have to somehow feel that just because they are a dominant or that they're a submissive, that they also can't be their sexual selves, whatever that is. So it all kind of circles back to, uh, there's a website called Fet Life. if you're not familiar with it. It is billed as the social media, or we'll call it the Facebook or Instagram of all things kinky. And when it comes to fat life, no matter what you're into, there's going to be people there that are into it as well. Um, and I can't think of what the rule is called when it comes to porn, but you know, it's if it exists, there's porn of it. And if the kink or fetish exists, there's going to be people on fat life who are into it. And FetLife can be great. It is a great resource for finding events, in-person events. If you want to attend a weekend gathering, um, a, you know, a kinky comic con, if you will, um, you can find those events. You can find local events where it's just groups of kinky people getting together for conversation and dinner to educational classes that are happening in person or online to even play parties where people get together to enjoy all the kinky goodness that happens when people get together of like minds. So for me, FetLife is a fabulous resource for finding things that are happening within my local community. Because let's face it, um, you know it's not like there's advertisements popping up for you know dinner with kinky people Thursday at 7:30 at whatever restaurant. It just, it isn't. So you have to go look for that information and Fat Life is a fabulous resource for it. So I guess before we get into talking a little bit more about Fat Life and how it got this process started, um, we'll take a short break, get the word in from the sponsor, and then we'll, we'll come back and we will talk more in depth about the sexual side of the lifestyle. Thank you for listening to that, and welcome back. So back to my my trip over to fat life. There's one of the pages that occasionally I enjoy going to. Um, I believe it's called Kinky and Popular, um, and it lists all the things that are trending. Uh, it is just very much like if something was trending on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, all the posts that are getting the likes and the loves pop up there for anybody who wants to see them. And there has always been a few posts that popped up that were writing posts. Somebody has taken the time to write and they would be educational in in some way or a person sharing an experience that they want to share with the world because they feel it would be enlightening for someone out there. And I love those types of posts. they're great ways to to learn for, through others' experiences and so I popped over and to check it out to see see what sort of you know experiences people were sharing or the thoughts they were having and instead, I didn't find one single bit of the written word there. Everything was pornapalooza. And there's there's nothing wrong with that if that's that's your jam. Um, I'm not wired that way, but it was it was surprising to me. Then again, it wasn't surprising because when I thought deeper on it, Fat Life is no different than any other purveyor of goods and services out there on the internet. They generate money through clicks, and the more clicks, the more users, the more revenue, the more, the more, the more. And so sex sells. It's definitely sexier, if you will, than um, having a bunch of posts on the proper way to spank a submissive or the proper way for whatever. It's just it's not going to generate the clicks as much as. Boobies and naughty bits, um especially among the male population. We all know that male are men are typically more visually stimulated than than others, but it doesn't necessarily mean that others aren't visually stimulated as well. It just that's just kind of how it rolls, I guess, with um the differences between people. So it got me thinking more about sex and the lifestyle and it is definitely a convergence that has happened i i'm sure that if you've listened to this podcast you've heard me explain that when i first joined the lifestyle and first was getting my feet wet and feet wet and learning all about it sex and the lifestyle were two very separated things you would have all the traditional you know gatherings of people like we have now but when it was a, you know, a BDSM event, there would be no sex. The events were not what are now termed sex positive. They were very much strictly BDSM. And a lot of you know that a lot of times DS activities can be foreplay. However, back, back in the day when I was a young man, and now I'm a borderline old man, it was, sex was not part of the equation and it was almost like it didn't exist. There was like this wall put up and that didn't feel natural because obviously a lot of the activities can be pleasurable and be leading to more. And it was almost like the lifestyle was in denial that, that there was this link between you know, DS play and sex—that they just didn't cross. These lines never crossed, and that—that that definitely is not the case. Some people, it very much is the case. Their their DS and, and sex are very distinct, separate, and maybe perhaps parallel lines that never intersect. Not that there and there's nothing wrong with that. It's the beauty of DS. What works for you is is fabulous as long as you do it consensually, consensually. Consider the safety ramifications, and you do it with with you know knowledge and understanding of what is going to go on. It's fabulous. There's no true way. So as the lifestyles grown, it's crossed over, and now it definitely the the sex has gone more from coming in in drips and drabs to it's it's a very sexual sexualized lifestyle in a lot of ways. Which makes it harder for people who are looking for uh, a relationship, an actual honest-to-goodness relationship, not a a friend-with-benefits type of experience or friendship. And once again, I'll say this a zillion more times, there's nothing wrong with that, just as long as you're up front about that. So it makes it harder, especially if you're new. To understand that, um, it almost, it must almost feel if you are new that, um, you need to sort of, I don't know, be a kind of an exhibitionist to, to get attention, to, to draw attention to yourself, to, to meet people perhaps even, you know, it's, it's like I have gone through, um battles with my own self-image and i would love to find a place of comfort in myself to be able to share a selfie of myself without a shirt without feeling anxious and i i think all of you can realize that um you know the struggle with self-confidence that we sometimes have in our in our bodies and i'm i'm no different so Part of me admires those those people out there who can take the sexy selfies, send the sexy selfies, and do those types of things because it's, in a way, something I aspire to. So I'm not trying to knock anybody who does that. But it can also feel as though um, that a person, especially, and I don't mean to to pick on a role and gender, but I am going to hear that if you're a submissive woman to get attention from dominance, and if you're looking for a dominant man, then that the old leading with you know, the the boobies might be the way to get the attention. Um, Just this morning I had a message from someone I had never spoken to before roll into my social media. And you know, it was this, this lady sharing her breast friends with a message asking if I wanted to talk. And yeah, no, no, I I don't want to talk to somebody who, who leads a message that way. And perhaps it's attention getting, or they want the positive attention and sending a message like that will, will get attention from, you know, maybe they'd send it to me and 20 other, 20 other people and, and, and get, you know, one bit of attention or probably more than, more than that if they send it to men, because, Men have a hard time, at least even looking at my, my circle of, of guy friends, would have a hard time not responding to um, somebody who sent their best friends in an, as an introduction. Uh, even the married guys would be curious as to what was this person's motivation. Um, and that, that crosses, you know, vanilla and kink. That it, it, There's curiosities that, that something like that opens up. So... I've been thinking more about how the sex and selling of sex with the lifestyle makes it harder to meet people who are looking for true connections, whether it be friendship, relationship, but just true connections, and also how hard it must be for those who are new to feel that you know, if they want to make connections, like part of me feels for for the person that that sent me their 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 breast friends their breast friends photo, um, is that how they feel that in the lifestyle that they have to go out and to get a dominant attention that they have to lead with that in order to to get attention because saying something like hi, I like what you had to say, just doesn't, doesn't get any responses anymore. So it's, it's been something that's been raging on my mind. And so the more I thought about it and the more I thought and poked around and looked, I believe that we can, as a community can kind of use a little bit of the sexual selfies um, or even on FetLife, you have people that advertise their, their main profile picture, shall we say, is um, their genitalia in action. Um, extreme close-up, if I could Kind of, if you remember Wayne's World, extreme close-up, um, or however, I can't remember how they did it in those. The, it's been a while since I've seen the wacky Wayne's World movies, but there's a lot of extreme close-ups of uh, of uh, action, things in action. And so you're looking to make true connections. Now, I am not saying that somebody who has their, um, you know, a uh, gentleman who is leading with the wrong headshots, shall we say, is not a sincere, great person because they very well could be. But if you are looking for a connection with another person, I think we need to be mindful of how they're presenting themselves. Are they presenting um, uh, being, uh, there's, and once again, there's nothing wrong with presenting and being open that you're a sexual person. Perhaps they're an exhibitionist, and they find that they take great joy in sharing sexy selfies of themselves, which is absolutely marvelous. But it's also something that we can do as people who are looking for more than um, just sex and the lifestyle. We can use that as a as a I don't know a a a guidepost or maybe a, a chart of Potentially somebody's depth as to what they're seeking in the lifestyle, because the more mix of content, and by mix I mean there's there's nothing wrong with somebody who is proud of their body, show, like showing their body off, but you can also sense um, through how they express themselves whether there's there's more to what their involvement in the lifestyle is, whether it's it's um, a sexual nature or not by. By typically what they've written or what they've shared, if all they're sharing is is sex because sex gets them more clicks and they're a person that accumulating followers and, and the influence that, that that brings, it's going to be very noticeable versus somebody who is exploring the lifestyle or is involved in the lifestyle. And yes, they, they may have some... Selfies or videos of themselves that are are sexual in nature, but there's also going to be more to it where they talk about things other than that. So I think it's a matter of of not letting not judging a book by the cover, and you know, judging by what's on fat life. There are some very nice book covers out there, but it's a matter of leafing through the pages and finding out what's inside the book. You know, a book could have a sexy cover and then, you know, you read the contents and it's like, oh, goodness, there's just just nothing here that clicks with me. So we just need to be careful about the, you know, about the books that we pick up at the Kinky Library, perhaps rather than just letting a sexy cover lead us right to the checkout counter to check out the book at home. Take a second and, and leaf through it, and by leaf through it, have have a conversation, get to know, talk, and see where the conversation goes. I mean, if you are seeking and the conversation is more based on the sexual side of things, well, then that's what the person is more than likely looking for. And it doesn't hurt to ask direct questions, you know, about what they're seeking or what you're seeing from them. You know, I noticed in our conversations, a lot of it has been, you know, has had sexual overtones or has been very sexy. I'm looking for much more than that. So can we talk about, and and I don't want to say talk about the weather because that's very mundane and, and it's boring. And I don't know if you're like me, after a long day, you're week of work, the last thing you want to do is have a random conversation with a stranger about the weather, which, by the way, is it snowed here tremendously this afternoon. So spring has not sprung in my neck of the woods. But I don't want to have a conversation after a 12-hour workday about randomness like the weather. Let's have some substance there and let's not have that substance be be sexual because I'm not... Um, you know, I'm not looking to buy some body spray or aftershave or any of that. I'm looking for substance. So the hard part of the lifestyle is is separating out what, you know, finding people who share what, you, what you're what you seeking. And I guess if you are seeking the kinkalicious side of things, you're seeking maybe slightly easier to find than somebody who is seeking something deeper, whether it's a friendship relationship, um, more so than just a play ship. Um, although a playship can grow into a friendship or relationship or, you know, breast friends and a relationship. Um, uh, I don't know how all that sounds, but, um, I think, as people who are looking for substance with the lifestyle, it takes a little time. It takes some effort. Um, going back to the good old days, once again, when there was the, the you know the notion that sex and BDSM and DS they were two parallel lines that never intersected. But the same people who were preaching that, I am certain, went home with their kinky special someone, their kinky partner, and they blurred those lines and crossed them over and made it look like a three-year-old's drawing in crayons with the lines crossing and mixing all over the place. But in public, they never talked about how those lines crossed. So momentary loss of thought with the crossing of lines. But it's the blurring of lines and the convergence of sex and the lifestyle is good, it just, it's going to take a little bit more effort to find those who are seeking, seeking more. Um, If you are seeking more than, than just the um, enjoyment of, you know, the physical enjoyments, then it takes, it takes some time, it takes some, some effort, and it's going to take conversations. And unfortunately, we're going to have conversations that are duds. We're going to have conversations that start great and end badly. And along the way, we're going to also have some amazing, amazing people that we will bump into. um, That if nothing else, we need to be thankful that we've had the opportunity to, to meet someone amazing so it just, it takes effort and work to, to find that deeper, that deeper connection. If, if, you know, if the sex is being what, you know, kind of what's selling, but that's not what we are in the lifestyle to buy. It just, it's going to take, it's going to take a little bit of work and it's going to take some dedication. And I guess rather than looking for looking for specifics like if you are single and you are searching for a partner yes the 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 quest to find a partner should be something you're you're kind of looking for but rather than being partner focused you know like finding partner finding partner finding partner look at look for finding friends look for finding substance and then let that substance grow and, and see what it grows into in a way, building a relationship, since it is springtime is like planting a garden. We have to plant many seeds. We have to tend to our seeds and then things organically grow. And unfortunately sometimes they don't grow and sometimes they grow and, you know, Roger the rabbit comes along and eats your, eats your greens before you can, you can get there to, to harvest, you know, whatever is going to grow off the plant, the the little rabbit has come and feasted upon it, and thus ended that plant's, uh, you know, opportunity to produce green beans. So, anyway, I know this podcast is probably going to be a little little shorter than than the norm, so please forgive me. But the idea of of sex, the you know, lifestyle, and especially a lot of the Places where you go for lifestyle information, being sexual and having a sexual component because that generates clicks, that generates likes, and that generates followers. And the more followers, the more influence, and the more we all know how that how that all works in today's world. That it just it's going to take a little bit longer, and it's going to require a little bit more effort to find that substance in the lifestyle rather than. Um, than just find a um, more yeah. casual um, relationship and and there's nothing wrong with the more casual fun if that's your jam rock on, but for those of us who are looking for that that deeper the deeper connections the friendships or the relationships or just meeting people of substance, it's going to you know kind of have to make us like farmers and roll up our sleeves and and start digging in the soil and seeing what, um, what we can find. We'll find some rocks, we'll find some gems, and, you know, we'll find some not so great things. But no matter what, it's going to take a little bit of effort and work to find that substance that you seek. So if you are a person out there seeking substance, know that it's going to take some trial, it's going to take some error, and it's going to take some hard work, but you will find it. Because there are amazing, amazing people here in the lifestyle. So thank you for joining me this week. And I hope everyone is having a wonderful week. And while I am a skier and I love to ski, it is getting to the point now where I am ready for some warm sunshine and some green grass. And a little bit of time at the beach or exploring a few lighthouses. I am I am ready to put the snow shovel away. So I wish everyone a great week. And please don't forget to click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And I will chat with you all again next week.